This is the only podcast that gives you a 20-minute guarantee. Give us 20 minutes of your life, and if you're not completely satisfied, you'll you'll get get your your minutes minutes back. back. No No questions questions asked. asked. It's a Minor Detail Podcast. All right, thanks, Jess. Welcome, everybody. It's a Minor Detail Podcast. It is Tuesday, March 30th. We have a lot to get to today. We got some cool celebrity birthdays we're going to pass along today. We got some cool music history we're going to talk about today. And uh, we're going to talk about yesterday's uh, dirt track NASCAR race. I think my pal Bruce, my NASCAR expert, we're going to get him on today and we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're going to talk about quite possibly the dumbest thing that's ever been said by a basketball coach in the history of sports. Uh, we'll do that today and a lot to cover today. There's a lot going on, so we'll get to it today here on the podcast. Now, I want to bring this up first. Tomorrow, we have a big-time guest. We've had guests before that I think are exciting, but tomorrow, we have a big-time guest. And i got to tell you, I posted this on Facebook earlier. I have interviewed a lot of really big-time folks over the years. But I have never been quite so intimidated about this interview tomorrow. Not often, in fact never, have I had a chance to interview somebody who has written and performed one of the top five songs of all time. I mean, this song is one of the top five of all time. This guy wrote it, he sang it, and tomorrow he'll be on the podcast. And I just don't know what I'm going to do as far as questions. Let me tell you, when I first found out I was going to get this interview, we were at the uh, cabin in Pigeon Forge. And I, at that time, started writing questions. And I would jot down some questions, and I'd scratch them out. So, oh, that's stupid. Then I'd write some more, and I'd scratch them out. And it wasn't until a couple of days ago I started thinking, boy, I really got to get some questions because we're going to do this interview on Wednesday. I will probably just keep him on until he says, I got to go, and hangs up. Because I want to talk to the guy so bad. So that's tomorrow on the podcast. I can't tell you any more than that, other than I am very, very psyched to talk to this guy tomorrow here on the podcast. Again, you wrote and performed one of the top five songs of all time. I mean, you're talking about songs like Hotel California, Bohemian Rhapsody, Hey Jude. I mean, this song is up there, Good Vibrations. This song is up in that stratosphere. And we'll have him tomorrow here on the podcast. I'm very excited about that. All right, we want to welcome some new listeners to the podcast. Since the last time we updated you, we have added three new countries where our podcast is being heard. We're now being heard in Australia. Australia. Now, that's a knife. I did that for them. We're also being heard in Finland. Finland. And this one blew me away. We are being heard in Lebanon. So, Australia, Finland, and Lebanon join Norway, Costa Rica, Mexico, Italy, Israel, Canada, France, the UK, and of course, right here in the United States. Have we added any new states? I haven't checked that in a while. Oh, we have? What have we added? Oh, Connecticut. Okay, so we heard in Connecticut. How many does that make us now? Uh, 22? All right, 22 states. And then uh, that whole slew of country. So welcome to our friends in Australia, Finland, and Lebanon. Now listening to the podcast. That's awesome. Okay, so i got to get to this. Last night something was said by a basketball coach 
that in my estimation was the dumbest thing ever said, not only by coach, may have been the dumbest thing ever said in sports. So Kim Mulkey Robertson, she used to be Kim Mulkey Robertson, now she's just Kim Mulkey. Every time I think about that, I think about that uh, that episode of The Office where Jan changes her name. You remember this? Hello, Christian? Yes, I thought that was you. Hi. Hi. Michael Scott, this is Jan Levinson Gould. Just Jan Levinson. Uh, no Gould? No. Thank you very much for meeting with us. Have you been waiting long? No, Good. not long. Good. Uh, Jan, what happened? Michael. Is Gould dead? Uh, what, uh... Michael, we got divorced, okay? I'm so wow, sorry. Excuse you're me. you're kidding me. Do you want to talk about it? Michael, uh, could we have a table for three, please? When did this happen? We're in a meeting. Okay. This way, please. <clears throat> yeah, so that's what that reminds me of. I want to think about uh, Kim Mulkey Robertson. No Gould. Gould died? All right, so last night after the Baylor women were beaten by Connecticut, and I know we have people listening to us in Connecticut now, but by the way, you shouldn't have won last night. There's a good chance you actually should have lost because that was one of the worst calls at the end of the game last night I've ever seen in my life. But after all that happened, Kim Mulkey goes in front of the press and she says this. I don't think my words will matter, but after the games today and tomorrow, there's four teams left, I think, on the men's side and the women's side. They need to dump the COVID testing. Wouldn't it be a shame to keep COVID testing and then you've got kids that end up having test positive or something and they don't get to play in the Final Four? So you need to just forget the, sh- the, the, the COVID test and let the four teams that are playing in each Final Four go battle it out. Did you notice she almost said a dirty word there? Play that part again. You need to just forget the, sh- the, the, the COVID test and let the four teams that are playing in each. Yeah, just forget the, well, hmm. uh, the dumbest thing ever said by a coach or anybody else involved in sports in the history of sports. Let's just forget the COVID testing. We don't want somebody to miss a Final Four game. Now, again, I am not the poster boy for COVID, okay? I've had COVID, but I'm not the poster boy. And I have been outspoken that I think we have been locked down too much. Uh, We need to kind of move on. But at the same time, There are people who are having heart issues from COVID. Athletes whose hearts are working harder than others should be tested. I don't even know how you even come to that conclusion and you say to yourself, I think I'm going to go out here after my team just got shafted and I'm just going to drop this bit of knowledge. Kim uh, Mulkey Gould. Last night. I'm going to skip from now on. She's Kim Mulkey Gould Levinson. I'm just going to throw that in there too. Kim Mulkey Gould Levinson. Uh, Last night after her team lost to uh, Connecticut. And again, there was a foul at the end of that game. Should have been called. I will have to ask my uh, pal Kyle Stafford, uh, the uh, president of NEO. Next time I talk to him, maybe this weekend, who he used to referee games. I'll ask him, was that a foul? Crazy. All right, is uh, Bruce on the phone? Okay, my pal Bruce Fontaine, he is my NASCAR guy. He used to run his own NASCAR PR firm. He is really into it. I mean, he goes to the races. Now, he wasn't there yesterday for the dirt race at Bristol. Bruce, I got to ask you, could they have done something about the visibility of trying to watch that dirt race on TV yesterday? 
I don't, quite frankly, I don't think it was the people watching on TV that had the visibility, visibility problem. Wow. Easy enough for it you was, to say. Yeah. Uh, say that five times fast. The visibility inside the cockpit was horrid, as you know. And I think, <laughs> uh, and I don't even know if you know this, uh, I got a, uh, an email from NASCAR stating that they're already booked Bristol for dirt next year. Same wow. time. Wow. Yeah, I was a little shocked myself. So I think what you're going to see is a little bit of a different implementation as far as like windshields and stuff like that. I think they're going to go to a traditional, the body style is going to look the same, but a traditional dirt car yeah. uh, with the, instead of a windshield, you're going to have bars to protect the driver and the drivers will have tear off. So, uh, but again, if you're going to watch the thing, I mean, there were times I, uh, I couldn't even see the cars. You couldn't. Uh, and that's all part of dirt racing, and that's part of the strategy. If it, you know, if you're like me, uh, I remember years ago being an announcer there, uh, not at Bristol, but at several different tracks throughout the Midwest, and um, it was a it was a problem then, you know. But these cars, you know, they have you know 750 horsepower, and they're going around a half mile track, and you know, at the start of the race, it was great. You know, it was fast and stuff like that. The track was what they call in dirt uh, lingo heavy. But once it, they knocked the top off of it, you know, all the moisture was gone and it started taking rubber and it, it was bad. Okay, so let me ask you this. Maybe a different kind of dirt wouldn't have put up so much dust, maybe? No, it's got to have the clay substance to it. Um, that, you know, there's different forms of clay throughout the country you sometimes racetracks will get it out of a out of a riverbed per se or yeah. they got that over in the next county and it was 2300 loads of clay <laughs> yeah and it had a little sand in it that's why you got so much stuff so yeah it was cool all right man have a great day hey good to talk to you again my <laughs> friend see you later bye thanks all right there's my pal bruce fontaine talking about the dirt track race yesterday in nascar I mean, it really was. It was like watching a pig pen from Peanuts driving around the track. Oh, man, every so often I would see a car. Like, hey, there's a car. Oh, man, it was great. All right, let's get to 10 After Laughter today. This guy's name is Andy Hendrickson. I think you'll love him. I don't party anymore. That's sad. I still have an addictive personality. I'm in my 40s, you know, so I don't know. Something changed when I hit my 40s. Like when I was young... Well, I, I always wanted to go out and party. When I was young, the devil on my shoulder was like, let's party all night, right? And now the devil on my shoulder just complains about his shoulder. You know? <laughs> if you want to go out, you go ahead. I pulled some. I'm just going to lay back here. <laughs> I remember I went to a Super Bowl party this year, and uh, I might have been the oldest guy there, and there was this young couple there, and they were having so much fun at this Super Bowl party, I was certain that they were on some kind of mind-altering substance. And then I asked around, turns out they're just 23. That's all it was. They're <laughs> just full of life. <laughs> so, yeah, now I just drink coffee. That's, uh, I don't know what happened. My life got so boring. Here's how boring my life has become. I go to bed at night, excited about the coffee I'm going to have the next day. Like, that's a big highlight for me. I got the Keurig. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to have the Red Pod tomorrow. Better get my toesies in the bed. Ooh, I haven't tried the Red Pod yet. 
Then I drink a lot of coffee. I'm like six, seven cups a day. You know, I drink a lot. It gives me anxiety. I have trouble sleeping at night. Then I wake up tired, so I drink more coffee. It's a weird cycle. Right? I can't just fall asleep at night. I'm one of those people, you got to give me a half hour to worry about my life before I conk out, right? My fiance is the opposite of that. I'm jealous. She says goodnight. Two seconds later, she's out cold, snoring. Selfish, that's what that is, you know? Stay up and worry with me. I got some things to work out. I got to replay conversations from like a month ago. Like random stuff just pops into your head. Like I was kind of rude to that guy at the gas station. I hope he doesn't think I'm a bad person. I wonder if other people think I'm a bad person. I got to try harder with my life. Staring at the ceiling. Especially if I have a lot to do. My buddy said, you should write everything down on a to-do list before you go to bed. You'll sleep better. So I tried that right before bed. I write everything down on a to-do list and I just lay there in bed going, I got a lot of stuff to do. I better wake up, have some coffee. That's Andy Hendrickson on uh, 10 After Laughter. All right, I am really excited because tonight is when Godzilla vs. Kong hits TV going to be on hbo max of course it hits theaters as well if you can find one open i am a massive massive kong fan i mean this goes all the way back and i think it started with donkey kong when i was a kid it started with that the barrels it went with climbing the empire state building swatting planes all of that but it started with uh, donkey kong so i'm a big kong fan and uh, the girl from stranger things is in this one again What's her name? Millie Bobby Brown? Does her name have to be Bobby Brown? Can we not, can we not give her another name? How old is she now? 17? 17. Wow. All right, so Millie Bobby Brown, who plays 11 in Stranger Things, she's in this one too. And I'm a little concerned because obviously, being the Kong guy that I am, I want Kong to win. And I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody better spoil it for me. But I've got a problem already because I have a feeling... Kong is in trouble because listen to the two theme songs. Now, each of the characters, Kong and Godzilla, have their own theme songs. And it's just not fair. Check this out. Now, this is Kong's theme song. Kind of nice, kind of soothing, right? So that's Kong's theme song. This is Godzilla's theme song when Godzilla comes on screen. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Don't you think the deck is already stacked against Kong? Just theme songs alone. Kong doesn't have a chance. So we'll see what happens. So uh, Midnight Tonight drops on uh, HBO Max and then uh, theaters uh, tomorrow. Godzilla vs. Kong. I'm really excited. Except I just don't think Kong's got a chance. If those theme songs are any indication, it's going to be big trouble for the, uh, the big gorilla. All right, I can't get out of here today without mentioning that it was a year ago today we lost the great Bill Withers. You know, Bill got to go in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame three years ago. Amazing. And here's one other thing about Bill Withers. He holds the record 
for holding the longest note, continuous note, all time. It was in his song, Lovely Day. All right? 18 seconds on the same note. All right, he gets warmed up right here. Here's the one that breaks the record. Get ready. That was uh, 18 seconds on a high E. 18 seconds on a high E. (laughs) Breaks the record. The longest holding of one note. The great Bill Withers. Oh, it's just amazing. Dying a year ago today. All right. It's going to wrap up the podcast today. Hope you enjoyed it. Have yourself a great Tuesday. Don't forget, tomorrow is the big day. I am so nervous about this interview tomorrow. Big time, big time guest tomorrow on the podcast. Have a great Tuesday. I'll see you back here tomorrow. Jess, tell them where they can find us. Well, that's a wrap. Reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram. Questions and comments? Email us, minordetailpodcast at gmail.com. Want to get a hold of us? Need to let us know something? We want to know about it. Hit up our 24-hour hotline, 479-388-1638. That's 479-388-1638. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more. A Minor Detail Podcast, copyright 2020, the Radio Voice Productions, LLC. I'm Jess, and I'm out.